other transaction. What is it? Why do we use it? Why is it getting so much attention these days? In this three-part series, I'm going to break down what other transaction authority is, where it came from, and why it's so important. But first, good evening, Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. It's Friday night, and that means it's time for another episode of Agile Acquisitions and Alcohol. Cheers. All right. Well, it's been too long, folks. I apologize. I took a little break to go over and assess my videos and see you know, what's helping people and what's not and do some user research. So now I'm back. Uh, hopefully you find this format a little bit more accessible. Uh, we're really going to start diving into topics that I've gotten feedback are very interesting, uh, but maybe a little bit complex. And we're going to break them apart and get a little bit more uh, detailed and focused on, on how you can use this information. So on this series, we're talking about other transaction authority. There is a previous video I've done where I kind of just spouted off about everything I could think of other transaction. This time we're gonna start with the history of other transaction authority. And then you can join us for the next two series, uh, two videos in the series where we're gonna talk about why is it so useful and where can you find other transaction authority opportunities. So uh, the history of other transaction authority uh, is under USC 2371. Uh, it's been around for a little over 30 years and it was originally created to help DARPA, uh, NASA, and then eventually DARPA for really basic advanced and applied research. So early cutting edge technology development. And it was out there for a while. A lot of uh, Department of Defense uh, agencies just didn't use it, didn't have the authority or access to it. But then in, in uh, the NDA 2016, uh, Congress created USC 2371B, and what that did is it added the use of other transaction authority or non-FAR-based authority to uh, the building and development of prototypes. And then a Navy memorandum was issued, which defined prototypes as business systems, pilots, new technology, commercial technology deployed in the defense environment. So basically any, idea, any application of modern technology uh, in the Department of Defense could fall within some element of the definition of prototyping that was provided in the statute. So 2371B issued in NDA 2016, created the prototyping. It also added language that said that if the original other transaction opportunity was competed, that the follow-on operational deployment could be sole sourced back to that vendor using either FAR or non-FAR-based authority. And that's incredibly important when you think about research and development in the federal government and what I sometimes refer to as like the valley of death, the, the gap between research and development and deployment, operational, operational deployment, <clears throat> a lot of technology just never makes it across that. And this gives agencies or the department in ability to prototype, try out things in a pretty simplified streamlined, streamlined manner. And if the technology works to move it over into deployment uh, with a sole source, simple acquisition process. And that was incredibly valuable. Uh, so other transaction authority is non-FAR based as I mentioned, and all of your contract types are located in, uh, in FAR 16. Uh, so how do you do another transaction authority? What is your contract type? Well, you can make one up or you can use any of the ones that are in the FAR, uh, but Congress also helped answer that question by creating what's called a commercial solutions opening or CSO. Uh, CSO really looks a lot like a BAA, a broad agency announcement, 
uh, and it makes sense because broad agency announcements are also for research and development. Uh, but the CSO is basically um, a, an opportunity for the agency to post a need. A statement of need is generally how it's done in some sort of public forum. It doesn't have to be on the government point of entry. It could be on an agency's internal uh, or uh, an agency or organization's website or something like that. We'll talk about that in, a, in, a, in the next series, part of the series. Um, we post it out and then they, they are often done with a down selection process. So companies will submit white papers in response to the statement of need. And then that's down selected to pick a couple or one vendor that has a particularly interesting solution. And then the, they'll go into negotiations or tech challenges um, and then ultimately into negotiations for a price of a final selected vendor. And so that's kind of the, the process as it relates to the history. Um, in 2019, additional uh, language was added around other transaction authority, which actually expanded the CSO to other uh, agencies as well, um, and to FAR-based contracting. So now you can even use that for FAR-based. And we'll, we'll talk about that later in the series, how uh, the difference between other transaction authorities and FAR-based uh, authorities work. Uh, so I hope you found this useful for a history of other transaction authority and sort of a general overview of uh, how it came to be in the form we know it today. Uh, please come back for the next episode in this series where we're going to talk about actually what is other transaction and why it's so interesting and how it's being used. Uh, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.